Let's simplify. That's the theme of this series of Soul Talks. We're Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors of psychology, helping you to thrive with Jesus in living, loving, and leading. In 2 Corinthians 1.12, Paul teaches us to behave with simplicity and godly sincerity, not by earthly wisdom, but by the grace of God. Today we're going to talk about how you can simplify your soul. We'll be showing you how our new Breath Prayer Guides resource can help you and your friends in the stress of daily life and work so you can renew your soul in favor of verses of the Bible. Father God, thank you for the blessing of doing Soul Talks, uh, Christy and me, with our friends listening uh, in your presence. And we ask God that you would use this conversation to minister to each of our listeners in their relationship with you, with their loved ones, the people that they're ministering to, leading, doing life with. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I figured we usually pray before we start the podcast. Well, let's just do a short prayer to open. That's great. We want to be inviting our friends to come in even a little bit earlier here and pray with us. And we're so happy that you've joined us today. It's fitting because our topic today is about making room for Jesus and pushing away distractions. And so we want to affirm you, our listeners, you're doing that. You're putting away all the distractions to make room for Jesus with us here today on Soul Talks. And Jesus is why we do Soul Talks. Amen. So friends, pull up a chair and and, uh, join the conversation. Or as you're walking around or working in the kitchen or driving somewhere to, to shop, have a seat. Uh, spiritually speaking, yeah. and uh, let's let's talk about Jesus in our lives today. So uh, I want to give a shout out to some new friends who just connected with Soul Shepherding, Jack and Nancy Nelson. They've got an uh, amazing ministry, World Link International Ministries. So fun to uh, explore that uh, a little bit as I just got their message. Uh, she says, uh, thank you guys for being real and letting us into your lives. It's so encouraging. I found you on my journey of seeking a deeper experience with knowing Jesus, and especially knowing the Father as my loving Father. And then she adds, Christy, I can really relate to you. (laughs) I like that part. So WorldLink International Ministries, they empower indigenous Christian missionaries to share God's love in uh, difficult places around the world. That's led to hundreds of thousands of people coming to faith in Jesus Christ. So what a blessing that we could be some encouragement to Jack and Nancy and to you who are listening. Such a miracle in and of itself, the way that God uses us, each of us, in ways that we we really don't even know. And that's really the heartbeat of soul shepherding. You know, it's it's out of our intimacy with Jesus is our ministry to the people around us. You don't have to be a professional minister to... Uh, share the love of Christ with the people around you. And that's really what we are trying to do is to equip and empower you, whether you're a pastor, missionary, spiritual director, soul friend, uh, working in the business place or in your home, uh, in in your life and in your relationships. We want to encourage and strengthen you to stay strong with Jesus all the days of your life. We need each other to do that as well. I'm thinking about a fireplace and how when I've kind of kindled logs or just sat by a mm-hmm. fire warming myself and how sometimes one log will start to cool and the flame will kind of go out and then the heat of the other one will cause it to ignite again and how those logs if you if they start to all kind of cool off and the flames burn down, if you put them all together 
it sparks it up higher again. We, we can take that heart from each other to spur one another on in our love and devotion to Jesus. That's why Jesus said, love one another. And this his new commandment that helps us to live out the greatest commandment is, is in our relationships. And we all long for an authentic, real relationship with friends uh, that helps us to walk with Jesus and, and to serve the Lord. So, so good. And we're blessed to follow Jesus with you who are listening. And today we've got a, a great topic for you. We're talking about room for Jesus, as Christy said, and this is coming out of our Breath Prayer Guides, which is a new resource we have on soul shepherding that we've been telling you about. And um, did you know, Christy, that when you put together our, our, if you add together our Breath Prayer Guides, Ignatian Meditation Guides, and Lexio Divina Guides, these are three resources on soulshepherding.org, that's 167 scripture meditations. So uh, for you listening, these are like 167 options uh, for your devotions or a small group that you're leading or participating in or sharing a retreat with, with somebody or a group of people. And so what we love to do in Soul Shepherding is to set up before you a smorgasbord of opportunities for experiencing and rejoicing in and resting in the presence of Christ to be nourished uh, in your soul and in your life and in the places where there's maybe some brokenness and some stress and you're needing that healing touch of the Savior so that you can be strong in your life and you can be fruitful in your relationships. These are kind of recipes that God's given you that you've used and we've fed off of and they've been so nourishing for us spiritually and that's why we're sharing them. Yeah, one of our sayings is, and we did a whole podcast on this, but serve what you're cooking. That comes from uh, Richard Baxter, the old Puritan pastor, and uh, that's a, a value in soul shepherding is for us to, uh, we, we do the meditations ourselves, and all the things we talk about, we seek to live into that personally, and as we find it to be beneficial, then we start sharing it with people in our institute and in uh, mentoring sessions and groups and on our podcast and blog. So thanks for being on the journey with us. Well, this topic today is very timely because here we are in the midst of Advent in December, and there are so many extra distractions this time of year with Christmas preparations, with uh, trying to make room for family, with trying to make room for friends, with trying to make room for um, year-end things that <laughs> come once a year that have to be done in December too. It is a month that really is full of distractions. And if we're not careful, we won't have room for Jesus. Yeah, so it, it can be tiring. And it can lead to uh, divertedness where we're not really purposeful in how we're going through the day and hurriedness rushing and with that anxiety can come with that as well yeah so uh you you've been feeling that as you're going through the holiday season and as we're having different ministry events we were just at a church uh, uh this past saturday uh, the all people's church in san diego give a Shout out to our new friends there, and glad to have you joining us on the podcast. And uh, wow, we did a whole day on the Enneagram and Soul Care, and it was so fun to be with their students in their School of Transformation and uh, a number of their staff and pastors that were with us for the day. And I was very uh, enjoyable, and yet it was an outpouring of energy in the midst of these, this busy season. It was, and yet we 
really needed to have some Sabbath time ourselves. And so we took some, some time intentionally to do that as well, to make room for Jesus. And then again this morning, waking up and thinking about all that I needed to do and all the distractions that came as I woke up and thought about, you know, all that needs to be accomplished. And I developed this rhythm of trying to push those aside and pray and make room for Jesus there with me first thing in the morning in my bed before I get up. And I have to do it before I get up because once I get up, I'm not going to be able to get that level of stillness and rest and presence as easily. It, it would be very, very, very hard for me to change the momentum once I'm up <laughs> and get back to that place of making room for Jesus. And, you know, we're not alone in this. I think that the, the innkeeper, when Jesus and Mary showed up at their house needing a place to stay, they had to be full of not just distraction, but all kinds of emotions and even desolations and pains, you know, all the activity of the village being so overflowed with all these strangers and even soldiers coming in, you know, it probably felt so violating and intrusive for them, you know, to, to give up their home and to have this kind of taken over and then to have compassion of a fellow Israelite in such need as Mary was. And the, just that the amount of distraction they must have felt and how sad they must have felt. Sometimes we give them a bad rap, oh, they didn't have room. But th- how sad they must have felt that they didn't have room. Obviously, they wanted to help because mm-hmm. they, they made room in their stable. Yeah, and that's that's really the story is that they, they did make room. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was that uh, probably a great heart of compassion and service to make room in their stable for Jesus to be born. Well, and maybe also responding to a calling that God had given them and that they weren't so distracted as to miss that. They were able to at least stay present enough to God and his His spirit to hear, oh, maybe the Holy Spirit whispered to them, offer your stable. Mm, I love that. Yeah, so the scripture is Luke 2, 7. Mary gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in claws and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And that's a famous story in the uh, nativity scene and this Advent season. And, you know, it's a story for every day of the year for our whole lives because it's a story about appreciating that Jesus is knocking on the door of our hearts. Uh, certainly for all of us, uh, as we come to Christ the first time and we're born from above, but every moment of every day, Jesus wants to do life with us. The uh, risen Christ is in our midst and in our bodies as we've trusted him. And so uh, getting uh, attuned to the presence of the Spirit of Jesus is the great opportunity and uh, challenge of every moment. You know, sometimes the hard things that come up for us, the painful things that come up for us in this season can make us feel like we're we're missing Christmas. Uh, we... Last night had our soul shepherding staff and volunteer Christmas party in our home. And we had a time where we were making room for Jesus intentionally, focusing on some scriptures that talk about Jesus and his coming and his birth, starting with Genesis and all the way through Revelation. And as we did, we had time for people to share what was connecting with them from the scripture. And some of the things that were shared were things that were painful for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had uh, some people who were grieving, uh, family situations with uh, loss and 
uh, a divorce in the family and uh, health of a grandchild and things like this that were, uh, there was tears, you know, there in our group of about uh, 20 and uh, where it's a festive celebration, you know, the house is all decorated for Christmas and we're here to celebrate the birth of Jesus and have fun together and talk about what God's been doing and soul shepherding and all that. But, you know, we are friends and we're in a community and we're doing life together and uh, life is real and raw and painful and hard in some places. And so we set the table as we like to do in all of our soul shepherding ministry uh, community meetings and with some authenticity. And I, I shared some about the uh, opportunities and challenges of this season and the soul shepherding pivot and how I felt like uh, it was like learning to ski and learning to be a, a leader at a different level. And that there's part of me that's scared of that and uh, doesn't feel like I'm up up for it. And remembered how the Lord reminded me of how I learned to to ski because we had a family vacation a week ago with our three adult kids and uh, two spouses and our one grandchild. And we were skiing in Mammoth. And I was remembering how I learned to ski by skiing with my best friend in high school and college and, and for life, Steve Harper. And he was an avid skier because he grew up in Colorado and uh, just uh, loved skiing. And I just had one time been in a hill in Wisconsin with my dad and did have some lessons that day. But I didn't really know anything about skiing. And so I'm, I'm palling around with Steve and, and he takes me to the Black Diamonds. <laughs> He's like, you can do it. Let's go. And so, like, ah, <laughs> figuring it out on, on on the fly, so to speak, and uh, doing that with Jesus. And you know that a lot of times in life we feel that way. Certainly, I feel that way. And so, we had some authentic sharing, and it really illustrates the challenge that we all have, and the opportunity that we all have in this season of of busyness and stress, is that. Oh, it's wonderful. We love the parties. We love especially the meaning of Christmas. Uh, we love the gifts. We love the, the gathering of family and friends. But we don't love all of it. You know, there's there's conflicts, there's uh, stresses, there's losses, and there's stuff in life that we're dealing with. And so uh, integrating that is what we're talking about. Yeah, I think that what you're sharing there, we all know that feeling of being kind of overwhelmed and out of control that you feel when you're trying to learn to ski and going downhill and you're on the black diamonds, these challenging places. And that's how we feel, you and I, in this kind of new season with soul shepherding leadership. And it it's beyond our capacities ourselves and learning, you know, how to trust the Lord when we feel out of control or we feel like, you know, we're in terrain beyond our capabilities and Last week, the we just skied for one day, but that day we were teaching our daughter who hadn't skied before, and I was noticing to her how many more distractions there were for her on the slope we were on than there were for me, because she had all these things she needed to be thinking about mm -hmm. in order to be learning to do this. And I just had a new appreciation for this is so easy for me and that I can enjoy it. Yeah. But this is so hard for her that she can't really enjoy it because it's taking so much energy and going slow with her and thinking about everything we were doing in order to teach her was like five or 10 times harder than just going down fast and easy, not thinking about it. And I think as we learn to trust in Jesus and make room for Jesus and move in step with his spirit, it becomes easier for us, not harder. But it's like you always say, Jesus's yoke is easy, but getting into that yoke is hard. 
It takes some training, yeah. some intention. And this breath prayer is one that's helped us with that. Yeah, it helps us with our intimacy with Jesus, as you're saying, there are appreciation of God's presence. And it also helps us with our uh, um, honest, uh, uh, emotionally vulnerable dealing with the, the pains and stressors of life. Because when we're not, when we don't yet know how to do that, because, you know, maybe you didn't grow up with empathy and uh, haven't had that level of uh, emotionally honest relationships, getting started in that way is uh, difficult because it's it's painful, it's embarrassing. You have floods of emotion that come up, uh, possibly creating an- anxiety, and so it's easy to just kind of go back to the old way and just shut all that stuff down and try to stay busy or stay in your head or just stay cheerful and positive all the time. But what we all find out uh, sooner or later is that when we are um, pushing down our emotion and living out of an ideal self is that it doesn't last. It leaves us empty and it creates problems because God has made us such that the, uh, as we go through the stressors of life and as we struggle with our own sin, the sins of other people against us, that we, we need to be cleansed from that stuff. Mm-hmm. And the uh, biblical teaching is that we need to confess and we confess our sins. We also confess our, our hurts and our difficulties. And we see that modeled for us throughout the scriptures, especially the Psalms. And so God has created us for a natural cathartic process. And so some of us need to just uh, learn that. I know I needed to learn it. I had a PhD in psychology and I still needed to learn it personally. And so s- spending a, a number of weeks in therapy myself asking someone who's great at listening and empathizing and asking questions and has some uh, gentle wisdom to guide me in that process so that I could feel my own emotions. And getting that um, like muscle developed, that way of skiing down the slope developed, then, then now that can be brought into something like the celebration of Christmas. And even the, the uh, being joyful is like another muscle that's like, we maybe need to learn that too, because some of us, uh, including myself, you know, I grew up in a context where joy wasn't like a predominant theme in my family. Uh, earnestness, yeah, you know, w- working hard, trying hard, having great values, uh, following Jesus in a Christian family, and many wonderful things, being responsible, being helpful, and this sort of thing, but, but being happy and celebrating, not as much. And so I needed to learn that from, from friends and, and a different way of reading the Bible and different soul care practices and spiritual disciplines to, to get my joy muscles going and, and find the, the positive things in life and being thankful and all this sort of thing. And then now, as we're talking about, okay, well, how do you integrate that? How do you celebrate Christ in the midst of sadness or stress? And, and for a lot of us, that just doesn't seem like those integrate. We maybe can do one side of that, the, the happy side, or the other side, the sad side. But to, but to do both, like we were able to do with our community last night, that's a new thing for many of us. Because if we deny the one, if we just deny all the difficult things and put a smile on, that's not going to last. If we get so swallowed up in the, the painful and stressful things, we lose our joy, well, that's going to take us out too. Well, I'm thankful for the work that you've done and being able to get a, become aware of your emotions and to feel them and the catharsis and the confession of that too. I find when I'm able to become aware of what it is that's distracting me and put words to it and then pray or share with somebody else as unto the Lord in prayer, um, 
and confess those sins, those distractions, that's really helpful to me in making room for Jesus. And then to hear his voice instead of my own internal, you know, unconscious being dominant there. Yeah. So what you're saying is that when you are paying attention to your feelings, bring that into prayer, bring that into a friendship and receiving empathy, it helps you to hear God's voice. Mm-hmm. And say more about that, because that's probably not obvious to some of our listeners. Yeah, well, because it, it frees me from being preoccupied with either denying emotion and pushing it back. And distraction, by the way, is a way of doing that. Sometimes mm-hmm. we busy ourselves with distractions to not be able to feel our feelings. <laughs> or get, we were trying to avoid them. And so just taking courage and faith in Christ with me to look at them and be honest with them and let the Lord show me what it is that I'm feeling and what he has to say, what he wants to speak to me in that. When we're denying our emotion, that takes a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. And then that's energy we can't use for our intimacy with the Lord and hearing his voice. Right. And the other part of this is that when God speaks to us, uh, of course, God speaks uh, primarily and authoritatively through the Bible, but in terms of the personal experience of that and the integration of that with our, our daily life and, and our, our calling to serve the Lord and, and many things, that's a comes across to us through our thoughts and our feelings. And so if you're repressing your feelings, you're shutting down a huge part of the uh, a huge function within our human personality for listening. Mm-hmm. And so that's the channel that God is talking on. And so we need to open up that channel. And that's what empathy does when we share in a relationship with someone and we experience that cathartic relief of being being honest about what's really going on, what I'm really feeling, and being heard and validated. It just it clears open our, our soul and the, uh, the piping in our ears, the, the spiritual piping in our ears to hear what God is saying. So let's just pray this breath prayer together now. Jesus, in this Advent season, in this new year, may we in our hearts make room for Jesus. No distractions. Yes, room for Jesus. No distractions. Amen. We've put together a new resource for you featuring one of our favorite tools for soul care and spiritual growth. Breath Prayer Guides. Renew your soul in Bible verses. You can download this on soulshepherding.org and start simplifying and rejuvenating your soul. It'd be awesome if you could join us at our Soul Shepherding Institute for Training and Renewal. You can earn our certificate in the Ministry of Spiritual Direction. We have a new cohort starting in a couple of months.